under heaven. A time to submit, a time to resist. Oh, hey, Pastor Mike Holmes, <laughs> is the podcast rolling? The podcast is on. Yes, indeed, brother. Yes, indeed. Well, hey, folks, uh, welcome back to the Red River Rising. Um, it's actually been a little bit since Rick and I have been in the studio here. And I say studio, really my office, I guess, the office studio <laughs> that we have. But, uh, but anyway... Uh, we, we, you know, we went through an exhaustive, uh, very intense um, study on the book of Job, which I got to tell you, uh, Brother Rick here has told me that he is actually, are you transposed? I don't know what you call this, but you're turning this into a book. Is that right? Yes. I transcribed all the podcasts that we did, and then I, uh, I edited it, um, and I'm, I'm doing another edit. I, I edit each chapter, okay. and then I combined them all into a manuscript. Gotcha. And then I'm editing the manuscript, and hopefully one day we'll have it published. Well, that'd be great. Yeah. Just to just to remind you folks, you know, this is how uh, you know Rick's. Uh, it was your first book, uh, pastor's book, correct? The He, Me, and My Donkeys. Is right. That the first one that you had completed and published, right? I know yeah. you had worked on another one, uh, the Uriah book. You know, long For years before and then. Years and yeah. Years. <laughs> but you know, just to, to, this is how this kind of same thing came about, right? Is that uh, pastor was dictating, and, and you kind of. Yeah. Ghost wrote that, I guess. Yeah. Right? Is that what it's yeah. Called? yeah. I sat down with him and, and asked questions and he like, kind of interview, like an yeah. interview. And we had like 23 hours of yeah. recording. Wow. And wow. then we transcribed all that into uh, words yeah. and then just edited it. Now, for people out there that, that don't have that book or like to get a copy of it, it's called He, Me, and My Donkeys, correct? Right. And uh, could, where do they find this, Rick? Tell, uh, tell just me. about anywhere online. Amazon, okay. uh, Walmart, uh, Books a Million. Yeah, I think I saw, a matter of fact, Amazon the other day. I think they had it on sale for, I think it was like 10 or $11 for mm-hmm. a paper copy of it the other day. It was yeah. Really... And if you like, if, you know, if you like just like, uh, listening to books, yeah. you can, um, you can get the, uh, well, no, it's not, it's not audio. I'm sorry. What I'm thinking of is the, the digital ebook. Version. Yeah, the ebook, the yeah. ebook. Yeah. So if you want to put it on your phone so you can read it wherever, you know, when, it, when you're on break at work sure. or whatever. Your Kindle uh, or anything else like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, good, good. Well, yeah. Anyway, folks, check that book. That's it's a it's a credible story as well. But but Rick's very talented, and I'm, we're blessed to have him here in our church. And of course, I'm blessed to have him here as my partner on on the the podcast Red River Rising, who who um it really does all the legwork behind the scenes to make this uh, show happen. But uh, but anyway, but today yeah, we're going to sh- Pastor shift Mike's just the pretty face. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a good thing y'all can't see me here. <laughs> we, I don't think we're ever going to get into television, but if we do, I may have to have one of those stunt doubles or something, you know, stand in front. But uh, yeah. But anyway, but but we we kind of you know after we went through the the, the book of Job here, we, we said moving into 2022, we wanted to start doing a little bit different type of teaching and interacting, and so really what we're, we're shifting over to is kind of like topical conversations, and uh, and Rick and I were talking about it, what we were going to come up with, and, and I believe that you are in for a real treat. Um, Rick's kind of come up uh, with our lesson here today, or I guess our topic. Rick, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we're going to get into? Okay, the topic is well the. You know, there's a lot going on in the world, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of corruption, and we see that in our government. Yeah. So what should we do about it? I mean, what does God's word say we should do about it? As Christians. As Christians, yeah. right. Yeah. And um, so that's where we came up with the title of this uh, uh, podcast is A Time to Submit and a Time to Resist. 
Yes. So how do you know when to do which? Yes, yeah, so mission, and we're talking about uh, the application of this into authority, right? Governmental authority, um, and this can play into a lot of things that we're going to talk about too, I think. But uh, mm-hmm. but but specifically, we're talking about here in today's age. You're exactly right. Now, how, when do we say enough is enough, or when do we when do we when do we say um, it's time for us to do something different other than just flow with everything, right? Go with the flow. Right. Yeah. And, uh, really, that's what we're going to get really, into. Our our main focus on earth should be building the kingdom of God. Right. You know, we're not of the world. We're in the world, but we're traveling through it. Yeah. Because we're of the kingdom of God. That's right. So when do we change things in the world? You know, when do we put aside expanding the kingdom of God and address the injustices in the world? Yeah. And when do we just focus on the kingdom of God? Yeah. Well, that's good. And, and you know, I think there's some situations where they will actually kind of you know, overlap each other as well, right? Yeah. To to where you're doing both. You know? Yeah. So yeah, uh, if you have a corrupt uh, tyranny that's oppressing the word of God. Yeah. Well, then by resisting that, you know, you're building the kingdom of God. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's get into it, man. Now, now, remember, folks, this is going to be both our personal opinions on some things here, but also this is looking at it from a biblical worldview, and, and we're using the Bible here to 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 reinforce, you know, our opinions, I guess. Uh, well, facts, really, I mm. guess, when it comes to it, if you're looking at it from the Word of God. But. Yeah, we'll share the Word of God and, and, you know, take what we're saying in this podcast, search the Scriptures yourself yeah, sure. to see that it's so. And also, and we're going to touch on this in the in the podcast, um, seek out guidance from the Holy Spirit. Yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely. All right, we'll get it started there, Rick. All right, well, we'll start off. We're going to start off with uh, submission. And the first verse is Hebrews 13, chapter 13, verses seven, verse 17, and it reads, Obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. So it's telling us we should submit to those who are in authority over us civilly, Uh, our mayors, uh, you know, county officials, Mm -hmm. governors, you know, state level, uh, federal level. Yeah. You know, it's saying right here we should submit. So do we turn a blind eye to all the corruption that's going on? You well, know? no, and, and I want to point out real quick in that verse too. It said, "It said, let them do so with joy, and not with grief." Now that, that sometimes you're going, "I hold on," now. <laughs> but I want to remind people too. You know, joy is a state of being. Now it's not an emotion that it's talking about either, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, anyway, continue on. But 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 my thing with the joy to me when I'm looking at that is that, you know, if you talk, remember in James. When he said, mm-hmm. through all, all trials and tribulations counted unto joy, right? Mm-hmm. So as you're going through things here, um, even, even no matter who's in charge of things, uh, they don't have anything to do with your joy level. And they could, they could do things with your happiness. They could do things with your surrounding, but you know, the strength, the, my, the joy of the Lord is my strength, right? So my, all the, my, I, my entire focus ought to be on God. And even with this, the joy that they can't take out from underneath me, I'm going to tell you right now, like our president of the United States today, uh, you know, and we, we submissive to him with joy. Yeah, I mean, I actually I am because I look at the positive things that are going to come out of this as well, too. Mm-hmm. So anyway, joy and grief, because I don't want to get begrudged against whoever my leader is. Right. right. About either. Yeah. And then also um, it can be looked at as let the civil leaders uh rule over us with joy instead of grief. 
Yeah. Because if they were if but, they were <laughs> grief stricken towards us, then they're going to oppress us even more. Yeah, you're right. I, I, yeah, you you actually pointed that out even better. Yeah. Let them do so with joy and not with grief. Yeah. Yeah. Because it won't be profitable for us either. Yeah. But and that's but for see, us to do as well. Yeah. Now joy is one of the components of the kingdom of God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep, yep. So for them to truly do it with joy, they need to be lined up with God. Yeah. Yep, okay. Right. And it says here um, that they're supposed to watch out for our souls. Okay. So we are to submit to them as long as they're genuinely watching out with our souls for our souls and they're lined up with God's word, sure. God's precepts. All right. But how often is that the case? Well, you know, power uh, often leads to corruption. Right. You know, and so even yeah. even some people who get in who have good intentions, once they get power, end up getting corrupt and yeah. and going off the wayward. But we know, obviously, not every politician or every ruler of this world um, was in good standings. Um, yeah. You know. Even the ones that didn't succumb to corruption, like George Washington comes to mind. Yeah. You know, he, he gave up power. Right. You know, the, they offered him kingship. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, you know, this is a republic. This is yeah. of the people, for the people, by the people. Yeah. And even when he was president for eight years, he, he stepped down after that. He didn't, yeah. you know, fight to retain that power. Mm-hmm. Now, he was a flawed individual. Sure. He did several things, you know, that we frown on today. Right. But he wasn't corrupted by power. Yeah. And, um, you know, so he he's one, one of the rare gems that comes to mind. But usually people that... Even at the local level, they get a little bit of power and it goes to their head and they, you know, they, they have like local, uh, road service contracts. Sure, aldermen's you know? I've seen, you know, yeah. mayors, I mean, yeah. you know, you know yeah, they, city council members. They give contracts to certain people because right. they get kickbacks behind right. the scene that, that the average citizen isn't aware of. Yeah. And that just, sadly, that happens just about everywhere, I think, you know, in my perception. Well, you know, if they had a little biblical knowledge, too, they would be able to think of, uh, you know, people who were put into ruling positions. And I say ruling authority positions. So let's, let's change that wording up. Mm-hmm. Positions of authority that if they looked at them, they would understand. You know, let's, let's look at Saul. Saul is a prime example. Came in one way, went mm-hmm. out another. Yeah. Solomon. King Solomon is huge, right? right? King yeah. Solomon came in one way. Remember, right off the bat, he he asked for wisdom to be able to rule God's people, and mm-hmm. God gave him all this. You know, he said, "Hey, not only that, but everything, right? That wealth beyond you know your wildest imagination. Basically, no king before or after will ever have as much wealth as you." But he still ended corrupt when he left. You yes. know what I'm saying? When his mm-hmm. time was done. So, if leaders would think about this from a biblical point of view, it would help keep their minds in check. I believe, right? Mm-hmm. We do that as pastors constantly. The Bible tells us to humble ourselves. Right. So, I constantly am looking at these people to see in the Bible where was it that they that they stumbled. And most of the time, you know, the proverb that says, um, "You know, pride cometh before destruction." Mm-hmm. Not, not to fall. Pride cometh before destruction and a haughty spirit before, before the fall. The fall. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so these are things that as leaders, no matter what you're in and authority, if you're smart and you're looking at it biblically, you'll remind yourself these, you know, life lessons that others have gone through. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what you, you know, your notes here say the exact thing. God holds them accountable for these things. Right. You know? And they, I think they lose sight of that. Yeah, I do too. They just think, too. you know, as long as I can avoid, you know, as long as I can keep that public relations image going and avoid, uh, you know, exposure and prosecution for crimes in this worldly system, I'm good to go. But then, you know, when they take their last breath and step out into eternity, 
then they face the almighty God. And, you know, the bad part about it is, and, and you know, we don't understand, truth be told, we don't understand the pressures of a president. I, I've never sat in that position. I've never been in that role. Um, even with the CEO, I've never been a CEO of a company. I've never been a mayor. I've never been an alderman. I've never, you know, had, I've never even been on city council. But I, I do know in the position I'm in, right, that we already get, you know, you get voices from every direction. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a, a thousand people coming at you from a thousand different angles that are all telling you what's best, right? <laughs> and so what I believe happens in these scenarios is, is that sometimes they listen to the ones who have either the squeakiest wheel or they may listen to the majority of the voices, right, which is a bad thing to do in this world, mm-hmm. you know, and then they go with. But, and I say all this so that we're mindful of what can happen to them as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's um, not excusing their behavior, but understanding where some of it originates from may be able to, to put us in a position to help mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Anyway. And, um, you know, no one is more sovereign or has more authority than God. That's right. And God is uh, gentle and lowly of heart. Yeah. So every leader, no matter what level you're at, whether it's the president of the United States or you're a, a alderman of a little country town. Right. Okay. You should emulate God. Yeah. And, and, and execute your duties, uh, with a gentle and lowly heart. Sure. And not let that pride fill you up. That's right. And, um, you know, cause this, this country in particular, you know, the government is supposed to be of the people, for the people, by the people. That's right. So everyone that's in civil authority, they are a servant of the people. That's right. But so often the roles get reversed mm-hmm. and they see themselves as above the people and the people serving them. Well, they're so disconnected. I mean, the truth be told, the higher the position, the greater the distance between the common person and, and that official. And if you look at it from a White House point of, point of view, let me tell you, if they're holding sessions in the middle of the night yeah. in Congress, there's a problem. Yeah, to no. pass, you know, 8,000 page that's right. Bills that they only introduced an hour ago. Yeah. And it happens all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. It, there's, there's really an injustice done, uh, to us because we were the great experiment. I mean, there's right. no other country like us. Yeah. And, um, you know, but, but now what we have is, is we've got a group of people that, um, not all of them, but I will say a majority of them that, um, their opinion matters more than, you know, the, the, the population, mm-hmm. uh, well-being. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I think it goes deeper than just opinion. Yeah. I think they're passing these things to exploit the taxpayer's money. Sure. You know, and funnel it into their family's businesses, their associates' businesses. Yeah. Generational where, wealth. Where they get a little bit of it back. That's right. Themselves. Yeah. And know? then, and, well, how else do, and I mean, truth be told, you can't make a $100,000 salary and uh, become a, a, a multi-millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. based off of... Uh, just your financial, come on now. Yeah. Uh, you know. And you, you talked about being, uh, distance from the common person. Mm-hmm. You know, the more, the longer somebody at the federal level, the longer somebody serves in office and spends time in Washington, D.C., the more distance they're going to get from, oh, yeah. from their constituents sure. and the common people. And the more chance they, they end up, you know, I think a lot of them, like you said, get corrupted from greed and pride. But I think a lot of them also, those that are, holding out get compromised sure. and blackmailed yeah and you know and, and you know that's not supposed to be america but sadly in my opinion that is america yeah and i agree with you i think i think those rabbit holes run awfully deep and uh, and there's such a complex tunnel now between them all that um you can get lost you know um very quickly 
especially somebody who's up and coming and just gets into the, you know, one of the Senates, uh, you know, and even on the state Senate level, I think that that, that happens. And we've seen corruption, you know, in states as well. But, but yeah, unfortunately, man, uh, you know, these leaders that are put in this position are, are given great authority and, and are supposed to, to be doing justice for us. Right. But that's what we're here talking about is what happens when they don't. Right. Right. Yeah. So folks, I got to tell you now, that's, we haven't even scraped the top <laughs> of it and that's all we time we got for today, as a matter of fact. Yeah. So, um, we'll, I'll tell you what, Rick, I think we've only got down through one verse today. We got we're going to have to move verse. along a little bit quicker than this, yeah. but I, I hope you folks uh, enjoyed it for today and, um, tune in next time and uh, go ahead, Rick. Yeah. Let me just wrap up a little bit. I just want to reiterate that, uh, People being elected to leadership or appointed to leadership is essentially, it's a contract. You know, according to the word of God, it's a contract. Okay. Um, so as long as they recognize that God's holding them accountable and they're looking out for our souls. Yeah. You know, the, our well-being, our welfare, then we are obligated to submit to them. Yes. Okay. But when they don't recognize the accountability of God, you know, if they don't take God's accountability seriously. Yeah. Then they've become corrupted. Okay. Yeah. And then that's where you, we're going to have to seek out guidance from God, whether to continue to submit or to resist. That's a good word. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, that's a good place for us to stop for today. Then folks remember that, but, um, we'll pick back up next time. But, uh, until then, Rick, prepare your heart for the coming revival. Amen. Amen.